All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher here, back with another show of Total CEO. Hey, guys, before I get into my discussion today with some really cool stuff about how to really make ranking work for your business, I really want to encourage you that like, you really need to be thinking about holistically your business. It's not just about paid marketing. It's not just about organic marketing. That's a, it's an entire spectrum, and I, I'm excited about our guest today because our guest will dance around both spectrums, but probably lean more towards one or the other. And so I love the name of the company. I just love the, what you guys stand for. So first, Aaron Aegis. Just want to welcome you to the show. Great, great. really excited about having you today. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm, I'm very happy to be here myself. All right, cool. Well, Aaron, you own a company called Louder Online. I do. And I'm, I'm glad you love the name. <laughs> Well, it's great, right? Because this is as marketers, you and I, isn't that ultimately like our litmus test, like what awareness we have of, uh, of our brand and us. And so that speaks to the name. There's more awareness of, of your brand and, and what you are uh, putting out to the world. So I think it's awesome stuff. Let me ask you, a, a, well, first off, let me just tell everybody, Aaron, the best way to get uh, the chief ninja and awesome creator of that is to go to louder.online, and then you also have a branded page, which is louder.online forward slash total CEO, and so Correct. if any of you uh, just want to get early on, if you want to go check him out while you're listening uh, to us, go check out those two spots, and, and you can see more about that, but Aaron, real quick, I love a kind of a soundbite version of, of what Louder Online ideally, um, who, where are your best positions so that uh, our audience knows exactly uh, why they should be listening to you? Yeah, we, as a business, we cover everything from um, paid to organic marketing and usually from uh, medium to enterprise size clients. If you're a digital marketing manager, CMO, uh, if there's marketing positions and a marketing budget in, in the business that uh, you're looking to drive significant growth from, that's what we do as a business. Having said that, our core, um, our core strengths are around SEO and content marketing, uh, the competitive side that's not just bidding higher than the other guys, and that, that just uh, speaks to my, uh, uh, how competitive I am as a person, really. <laughs> I just love playing in that area where you have to earn your way there. You know, I've heard all kinds of things about how long it really takes to effectively impact the organic side of rankings. What's your opinion on that? It's, it depends. If you're starting from scratch for um, a business that's done nothing, it's got no content and you know, it's a brand new business, then you're going you're gonna to be taking a while. It could be up to a year before you're starting to see some significant results. Uh, you, know, you, could, you could come in on a business that's, got some links and some authority because they've existed for years, but they're technically horrible or they don't have the right content and you could change things in a matter of three months. So it, it varies wildly and it is all just based on the current state of the website. Now I would say that most of your clients have, have done something right there. You're not getting newbies. They've done something. So they've tripped forward. So what's the general trend of a client that you would take is it three to six months before you start seeing some substantial impact? Six to nine months? Well, we would, we would usually see some results within three months in terms of uh, ranking improvements. Uh, within six months, you're definitely getting your traffic leads and sales and return on investment. It, in 12 months, if you're not seeing that, you've gone with the wrong people and you should be running. And most of our clients are around sort of three to four years on average. So we're, we're doing that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The reason I wanted to start out with the, that question is there's so many people I see in this industry 
who will give up on a good agency like you guys because they expected it to be like paid or direct response, put a dollar in and get a dollar out type stuff within like 30 days. And I'm like, that's just not the way it works. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to, a big part of it comes down to the agency's failings as well. You need to be educating and positioning things right from day one. And if you're just in it to close the sale and not really think about the delivery and the return on investment for the client, then you've started it wrong anyway. Uh, we, we like to educate right from the word go. And if someone has those unrealistic, unrealistic expectations, then we know that they're not right for us. And the reality is that most of those unrealistic expectations come from the smaller businesses uh, who we don't typically work with anymore. Uh, because what, what happens is they'll come in, you know, everyone hears SEO, content marketing, it's what I need to do for my startup to get my brand and traffic and, and so on. And they'll start doing it and that's the only channel of traffic, the only marketing channel they've got that they can afford. They're on the phone daily. They're wondering what's going on. And there's no understanding that if you want proper links and proper content, some of the editorial publishing schedules of these publications uh, take two or three months to even publish a single post. That's a single link. And it's hard to try and get that across to people. So we definitely work with a specific type of company uh, who, who understand that and can work with us on that front. Well, they're a little more patient, a little longer, that they see this as a, a bigger part of their plan. I'm convinced, yeah. you know, I've been in this space a while. I'm a kind of a, you know, some people call me Uncle Fester in kind of the digital marketing space. I've been around a while. I am convinced mm-hmm. that even though people know the keyword and the phraseology of like SEO and all that, I'm convinced people don't have a general idea at all what the heck it is. And so since I'm, generally right if i believe <laughs> what's the what's the litmus test you do to help let's just say it's a good brand right you know we can talk about my brands let's just talk about something that's established like us or any of the clients you have what's a good litmus test how do you walk someone through when they how do you talk to somebody who's really established but might not get it and how do you help somebody understand why they have to raise their hand and work uh, with louder online. Like how, what, do you understand my question? Like how do you start to look at SEO and understand where you're missing it and, and, and really bring it into the reality of discussion instead of be like, you know, I, it's what happens in direct response marketing. Everyone thinks they have a traffic problem when they have really an offer problem, right? Yeah. You have a, a rankings problem. You have a, you have other problems. So how do you start educating to where people know how to ask the right questions? Uh, it's by us asking the right questions to begin with and understanding that um, if, there's, if there's any agency that's just doing SEO and they don't touch anything else, they can't provide advice, they don't do content, they don't do any of that, they're not doing their job. SEO is all-encompassing that crosses over so many different things, um, so many different channels and, and so on. And beyond that, it's, you shouldn't even just be looking at SEO. You should be looking at just marketing. What is it that they need to see? What's their, their goals? What's their expected ROI? When do they need to see a return? And then distilling that back into which channels are going to work best. What can you do to balance one against the other? So you're getting instant tra- traffic and long-term brand building and cheaper traffic. And it's really having um, giving advice beyond that single channel. And that's something that really sets us apart from a lot of others. We have oftentimes people coming and saying, we want, we want you to give us better rankings. We want better SEO. We need link building. And we have to sort of drag out of them. What are you actually trying to do? Because that's not the best path oftentimes. Yeah, um, they come to you convinced of a channel and you got to ask like bigger, you know, holistic questions. And so we work with medium-sized businesses. That's our kind of our sweet spot as well. And, 
you know, I, what we found, I don't know if this is true of you, but we're not always dealing with a higher level executive. We're dealing with someone who's being asked to produce results. Mm-hmm. Um, in our case, maybe it's a, you know, on fully accountable side, maybe we're dealing with like a, a controller and on the team side with total team, we're probably dealing with um, a COO. We're not necessarily dealing with either you or I as the uh, executive founders in the business, but you got to talk to that person a little differently, right? You, you certainly do. I mean, that was something for us that um, it was a bit of a shock when we started working with enterprise companies as well, is that we often will get um, people coming that look after a certain section of the website, a certain campaign, a certain something, and their job is that they simply need to improve the organic numbers to that landing page or to that group of pages or whatever it is. And there is zero care whatsoever about a return on investment for the business as long as they're ticking a particular KPI. And for us, it's really hard. It goes against what we try and do for businesses, which is to help real growth, right? And and so it was... Um, it's a bit of a shock, but yeah, we still we still do that. We still have customers that come just needing that particular well, bit of help, and it doesn't matter what advice we give. Business, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many controllers they come to our fully accountable, and they have certain needs they want out of our CFO service, and we start asking other questions. Quite honestly, we start creating friction for them because some of those things actually impact other exposures that they're not doing with their job, and so yeah. that's yeah. It, it causes that. And so I, I think I threw that out there. It's kind of like for you, uh, great, what I call executive managers out there, you know, full service agencies, we have to know other things. And so it's the nature of working with a medium sized business. There's so many mouths to feed that they're yeah. worried about their job, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and so trying to balance that and actual business goals can be tricky and, and you've got to treat it delicately and make sure you're servicing and supporting everyone in that business. Yeah, because we've gotten ourselves fired um, by just doing the right thing. And um, because we've unearthed some things that, you know, wasn't everyone's plan. And uh, yeah. sometimes we, we, we get a, that, right? We, we've gotten a situation many a times where we talk ourselves out of a sale uh, just because we can't, we can't bring ourselves to do that. It's not going to help the business. And doing what they're asking is going to help them in the short term then get them in trouble and it's going to damage our reputation or make sure, you know, we, we can't have another successful case study there. So we're, we're not in the business of just taking money and, and running and that's half the time what that is. So if, if some, if, if, um, if the right person's listening, what's the first step, not of going, you know, by the way, I'm with Aaron Aegis, who is the founder of Louder Online. You can find him at louder.online. Um, and you can also see a branded page forward slash total CEO. And Aaron and his team have put some cool stuff up there. Go check them out. Aaron, what, if you're, if the right person's listening, and there's a bunch of them, what, what do you tell them is the first, forgetting just coming and looking for you, what, what's the first thing you do to tell them like when they're taking like, an assessment or almost audit of their kind of marketing strategy. What's the first thing you'd advise someone to do? Uh, if you're, if you're already running a, a multi-channel marketing um, strategy and you're in the market and you've, you've got a spend going against different things, then it's definitely analyzing your analytics and seeing if you, if you're where you want to be in terms of um, pay-per-click and SEO. What we find is that often, Oftentimes, most companies' budgets will go to pay-per-click and mm. yet most of their traffic and conversions are coming through organic and such a tiny budget goes to organic. 
compare comparatively to the pay-per-click and so we're often encouraging them that you know you consider this consider if you lost this consider if you lost that traffic consider if you doubled that traffic or you doubled down on what's working really well why is so much money going over there and oftentimes it, um, for clients it's the easier path because you spend a dollar you get that traffic back in instantly um don't always look yeah, at the easy path sign on a stadium right you don't know if it's coming back to you or not but when you yeah. spend a few bucks on a keyword campaign and you know i obviously putting attribution aside and some other things it, it's there's immediate results right there is but you you don't get any brand from that you don't get brand building you're buying your space there um, and conversion amounts are usually higher from organic than than pay-per-click depending How much more? Uh, I can't give you a percentage it depends on the business and, and industry but what we see is there's a lot more there's a not double I would say 30% yeah 30% okay. the reason the reason being is that um, People trust you more if you're coming up in the organic results rather than clicking on that. They know they're trying to be sold to. So there's just, it automatically removes barriers. You know, one of the things I thought, you know, we had a, back in one of our runs in our businesses, I had a web hosting company that was really large. And we were, we were fortunate enough to be ranked high organically and had the paid ad. And we found that that combination worked really well for us. And you didn't think that you were uh, taking away organic clicks by putting the ad there or do you think you got yeah I, do think we, I think we totally were I think we were doing both of those things but we found out both like it was like the tide of rising ships when we yeah. did both it was better when we did one or the other it was good but not as good and so uh, right yeah it just worked that way now that was an immensely competitive space right web hosting is like yeah. you know heck I was spending $125 before I even knew if I had a customer so it was yeah. like expensive stuff especially in the shared hosting space so different world right oh. Now, that's true in our accounting space, very expensive, like $25 a click type stuff, right? Stupid expensive. And, yeah. And lots we, of we've, we've got clients in the web hosting space and some really big uh, global known clients in the web hosting space. So I completely understand what you're saying. That it can be very expensive. Oh, I remember when someone calls and they were pitching $150 before we even knew they could drive us leads. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> when you're in those Uber competitive spaces, that's why I, I, it was just a, it was a good experience for us to know, but we found that both strategies worked. Interesting. I, you know, it's funny. I, I learned something there and I see it with our clients a lot. So we have the privilege of, of either working with your team in our total team solution or at fully accountable where we do everything from CFO services down and we noticed that a lot of businesses, a lot of our clients have too many channels going. And yeah. there's a couple channels that really should be going and it's getting diluted. You know, I, I use other words, but it's getting diluted across channels that shouldn't be working. How much resistance do you meet on that when your advice is to start shutting off a couple channels? Uh, we, the type of businesses that we work with typically can afford to be playing in all of those channels and I have the marketing budget to do that. Uh, having said that, uh, the sort of smaller businesses, it's, that's where, you know, we, we, I do a lot of consulting for them, I talk at conferences and so on and, and the advice is always, you just got to trim down, nail a channel first before you want to expand into others. Having said that, I'm usually talking to startups who need to get an immediate ROI and care about long-term brand growth. So it's like, well, you've got to balance some sort of paid and balance some organic and do those two and don't keep spreading don't jump on don't follow the next shiny thing and and 
I'm try and jump into everything. The other day, one of our CFOs came to me, and very large, notable health brand. We'll leave the name of it out. Uh, and doing some pretty healthy numbers. Um, and he was going to present them where four channels were just complete dead bang losers. And the argument there was the spread of the budget. There was an overall marketing budget. And the, it wasn't like kill the channel. It was like, can we take a bunch of dollars and put them over here? And that meant a couple people internally maybe not having jobs. Yeah. And so that's what the dynamic I'm referring to in the clients you and I deal with. It's yeah. necessarily saying, hey, shut off Instagram. It's, hey, Instagram's not returned you $1. It's, it's a different discussion. And I'm not, I'm just, because Instagram's really does some good stuff for a few of our clients. So I'm not saying that it's a bad channel. I'm just saying. No, I, I couldn't agree more. We've seen um, not only people's jobs being at risk, but also you're just not going to be able to get the same budget next year. And, that's where people are fighting tooth and nail. Budgets are shrinking and expectations are growing. And a lot of the, the CMOs that we're dealing with uh, are just thinking, well, I, I need to be spending. If, I'm not, if that channel is not working, then I've got to shift it to somewhere that is or is working better because I can't not spend that budget. Right, right. Because otherwise, when you go back to the board, right, and I have a lot of board seats that we like, fill and we're in that all the time. It's like, why would we give you more money if it's not producing anything? So you can be the bad guy there a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, often. <laughs> so back on this idea of what advice you'd give somebody. The first thing is on that organic strategy. You were starting to talk about like what uh, what piece you would do. Like we're we're talking now like the the the, the chief marketing officer of a good mid sized company who's all over the place has four or five agencies are using because that's the truth, right? You're it's just not you in there. There's multiple players in there. How does that CMO? Or is one of the agencies acting as a quarterback to the other agencies? How does that play out? There are so many different dependencies. But, yeah, I, I like to think that you'd have a core agency that um, is able to advise across the, the different channels, uh, even if you've got specialists undertaking that work. Is that the uh, because... you guys play a lot? Like you'll jump in because you're holistic and able to kind of help puppeteer the whole thing? Yeah. It's the whole idea of um, – you know, SEO used to be something you did to a website. Now it's the result of having a good business, that whole thing. And I think that's, that's brilliant and really speaks to what I'm trying to say in that if you're doing some good uh, PR work or, you know, you're in the news, you're getting some good links there, that's helping with SEO. It means you've got content out there, you're getting referral traffic, you're, um, people are seeing your brands, they're getting multiple touch points, you're doing content marketing. It all, it all happens because you're being a good business. And if you can advise across all of that and connect the dots as to how that's going to improve SEO and content marketing results, how it's going to uh, reduce CPCs on AdWords because you're optimizing these pages better. Like if you've got that overall um, advice and, and quarterback, as you put it, then um, it, it really works. And I think that guidance is needed. And I, I think that's one of the challenges for sure. You've got, uh, a web design agency for the company that only cares about making the most beautiful website and doesn't care about performance and they're doing their job, they're ticking their box. Now you've got an AdWords guy that is, is worried about spending his budget so that he can keep charging his percentage of management fee as opposed yeah. to the ROI. And it, it's, it's about having someone that understands and can go across all channels and is, is really in the business's corner. All right, let's take a massive shift. So um, how big is your team? About 50 a bit over 50 globally. 
And so um, you're the leader of the, of the bus, right? You drive that thing. What's the hardest, uh, what's the biggest challenge you're working on right now? Um, biggest challenge is I have multiple, but the biggest challenge, I want to go to staffing. I want to, I want to say that we run, we run a distributed team globally. We've got people in the States, Asia, Eastern Europe, uh, Australia, all over the place. Um, it means but that less labor, man, if you could just find some better labor, you'd be fine. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, it opens plenty of opportunity for talent pools and, and all sorts of things. But it, given that we're not face to face all the time, it means that um, there's extra uh, steps we have to jump through, hoops we have to jump through to make sure that we're having the same relationship and same team culture. And having said that, it's not just the culture, but it's understanding that we're hiring the right people with what I like to call the give a shit factor, um, that they actually care beyond just getting a paycheck. And if you can find those people, the, the business just, it really benefits like crazy. And we, we spend a lot of our time trying to identify remotely if we have achieved someone that has, you know, achieved hiring someone that has that give a shit factor. Uh, and when we do, it's brilliant. When we don't, it's a struggle. And so top of mind for me is always, how can I make that better? How can I nail that and make sure I'm hiring the right people that care beyond their paycheck? Well, I really like you more because the job, our job is the chief evangelist and the chief evangelist is in charge of people, right? So yeah. that's gotta be, I'm really glad that's your number one. What's your number two? What's my number? Who's my number two? Yeah, what's your number two concern? Oh, my number two, my number two concern. A hundred percent of the time can be your number one problem. No matter what, uh, by the way, that's the good news. If it isn't always your answer, you got too far away from your people. Good. Or you're not uh, running a business. One yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, number two is that we are, we're brilliant at SEO, content marketing, all the organic channels, referral, PR, all that sort of thing. Um, in our industry, it is hard to, I believe it's harder to find a consistent paid source of leads that targets exactly who we're after, the, the medium to enterprise size clients. Yep. And um, it's something that, you know, building out different sales funnels and all sorts of things, it's something that I'm constantly working with our CMO to, to refine um, and know that eventually at a set price point, we can have our exact target client filtering out all the ones that we don't want and don't work with down to the fact that I don't care if it costs $500 per phone call or it costs $1,000 per lead or whatever it is that we know at that price we can scale infinitely or indefinitely uh, and we know we're going to have that exact um, target coming through. That's, that's something that's top of mind for me. That makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you, it, if, if I could just have that part perfected, uh, it probably, I, I still think people is, number one a hundred percent of the time you know we have about 60 in our organization and it's it's supposed to be my number one thing right like this yeah. uh, you're always doing reviews you're always doing uh, leadership you're you know you're casting vision right so i like what i heard from a, a guy once uh paul joiner it's vision direction guidance right you are that guy right that's new yeah. right and so Finding the right people, I love, everyone's come up with their own cliche term for this, but like, that's what you do. And so who helps you in the, uh, the all the details of, 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 of actually not only acquiring the right people, but continually investing in their career development? Uh, that'd be our COO, uh, that's Phil. He's, 
he's someone with a huge give a shit factor, a lot of good agency experience. And um, so he keeps things chugging along and is also, um, yeah, a lot of these people are going to directly report to him or to people underneath him. So uh, he has a really big say in it and a good eye for the right people. So how hard is it for you to regularly get your vision out there? And I'm talking uh, about 50, right? I'm not talking about to clients or to the world. I'm talking about to your, 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 your 50 pack. Uh, it, it's a lot more challenging. I believe it's a lot more challenging than if we had just had a central office and we're all in the same place. Um, yeah, there's benefits to not having that, some huge benefits, but it, it means that it's difficult to get that message across. Um, and it, it's for us, the way that we do it is by making sure we've got levels of management in place that really own the teams that they work with. And those are the people, that, uh, those managers are the ones that we really need to connect with in order to get our message across and make sure they're, they're repeating it and sharing it in the same way. So we can't be in all places. Getting your vision to them. That initially, yeah. Uh, and then we do a lot of, um, we do team meetings when we can, but when we're talking 50 plus people, we do a lot of traveling to each location where we connect with uh, the teams in those locations and get to know each other personally and go and have some fun and that sort of thing. Um, that's trying to share the vision as well. Um, and then oftentimes a lot of the, um, a lot of the team members and the teams that we have are uh, somewhat removed from that vision and don't need to be a part of it necessarily because they're simply completing data-based work. Yeah, they're just, a, they're just a production assistant in some function, right? Exactly. And so we also balance that, that we don't need to overinvest in certain areas when our systems and tools and templates and whatever take care of most of that function. And so... Uh, you know, we're, we're happy, happy for them to do their data crunching work and they don't need to know where we're pointing or what we're doing to just do that specific thing. Makes total sense. You know, if, if you're like giving advice to an agency, what, what's a big nugget now that you've like, I mean, 50 people, right? There's only, you're in a small class, right? There's, believe it or not, you know, there's 126,000 agencies that claim to do this world of what, we, what you do. And, you know, I know that number because we specialize in doing what we do with agencies is one of our targets. So I know that number, but what's, what's a bit of advice you'd give to a fellow agency owner about where they should put their efforts, energy, and time? That's a simple one for me uh, because that also relates to what would I have changed um, if I started again? And that answer is that I would have started working on both my personal and company brand from day one, uh, as opposed to sitting there and thinking like most startups do, I just need that ROI, I just need that dollar, I just need that revenue coming in. Because we, we for years, were brilliant at what we did and only focused on that. And we would lose in pitches and we wouldn't even get asked to be in different pitches. The minute that we started working on our brand and um, yeah, we had a whole lot more credibility behind us, we were able to close million dollar deals as opposed to struggling to close $60,000 deals. And really what did we do? We did nothing else in our, uh, nothing else in terms of what we could offer. It was how we were perceived and that helped with conversion rates, um, helped with traffic, helped with interest. It, it helped everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got criticized and still do early on that I, you know, we held back some of the, what I would consider revenue or ROI opportunities in our brands and focused on some more awareness and doubling down on some of the, my early successes and let that keep building momentum. 
and now we're just growing at really healthy clips, but the ROI uh, police out there were like, why are you doing it that way? And, you know, I, it was only me and a couple people on our team that, and it was my checkbook. So I was willing to kind of write the check for it, but it's a hard way to go at it. And you, you better have a few bucks to place in capital if you want to take that way first, right? That's yeah. Yeah, why we do the ROI side first? Because like we're afraid out of our mind. We're gonna have a, a a puckering event about how much it takes to really get there. Yeah, yeah. And if you can actually get to next week, next month, next year without doing that stuff, it's it's a hard balance. I just and I don't know if I would have had a different opportunity because of funds in the yeah, early days. Investment, right? It's expensive. Yeah. I mean, buddy, my wife and I like we joke about our capital in, and you know, we we were almost you know i'll say it for the world we were almost two million bucks in before we started seeing some turns and most people do stuff like that right and that's that's a huge investment but but it's paying a gigantic dividends now but we were able to do that i'll tell you most people it's 25 50 grand and they're tagging out yeah right yeah well it's it's because especially in our business in an agency there's there's zero just about zero barrier to entry to for yeah. people to claim that they're a search or whatever marketing agency. Uh, anyone jumps on and, and says they are. So oftentimes they've got no money. They think that they can just enter and, and dominate and do it by doing dodgy stuff. And um, yeah, so they don't have the capital behind them to invest in brand. They don't really care about brand. They just care about that immediate ROI. Well, they have to because they, their their basic needs aren't met in the organizational growth of their business. So, yeah. And so, but your advice would be, you know what? Do some of that while you're doing your revenue. Yeah. You won't be so behind the eight ball later. And yeah, I mean, one of the biggest regrets for me in that whole phase was that I also never wanted to be that person that was sitting on stage and asked a question mm-hmm. that I was stumped on or couldn't answer or feel like I was saying the wrong thing. And I waited to the point where I was very rarely reading a piece of content that provided any new value to me or very rarely listening to an interview and thought, yeah, good take on it. And it was only at that point I thought, I'd okay, go, well, now I can get on stage. Now I can start answering those questions, being those interviews and so on. I waited too long. The only thing that you need to do to be considered an expert is be smarter than, no more than the people that you're talking to about that topic. And yeah, I, I just, one of my favorite lines in a movie, and a guy wrote about it in a book. I can't recall which book I recently read, but I loved the line in the movie where uh, that catch me if you can. And the FBI agent was amazed. Like, how did you get away with it? He's like, I was just one chapter ahead of everybody else. Yeah. It's just uh, how you, like, that's the, that's great advice, by the way, entrepreneurs and business owners, if you didn't hear that or department managers or whoever you are getting on a stage, if you didn't hear what Aaron just said, like you only need to be a chapter ahead, get your mind around that. And if you do, you'll start to realize you're probably more chapters than you think ahead yeah. of anybody else, right? Yeah, exactly. Really good advice. All right. Well, Hey, this is Aaron Aegis. Aegis is the best way to say that, right? It is perfect. Yeah. All right, cool. It could, I could see how people mess up that name. But here we are with Aaron Aegis, who is the founder of Louder Online. You can find him at louder.online. And he, bet he built a branded page for this audience with forward slash total CEO. Go check out their stuff. Are there any some materials they can digest there, Aaron, where they can get to know you guys better and um, maybe look at you know, ways that – is there a way they can talk to somebody if they're a bigger organization and get to know you guys a little bit better? Yeah, there's, there's a, a load of content on there. There's our blog. There's different um, guides. We've got how to build your blog audience guide on there and a whole lot of other content. Uh, 
you can reach me at uh, LinkedIn as well or on Twitter at I am Aaron Aegis. Uh, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to respond to anyone that, that comes through and, and mentions that they heard me from this interview. Hi, so a total CEO, like I, you know, it's leadership in life, right? So it goes across everything. So for me, the whole idea of what we launched and what we do in our mastermind and all our business leaders, it's fun, a big circle around family, faith, finances, and fitness. Which one are you having the hardest time on right now? Uh, I am starting on, I just hired a, a personal trainer and all right. All right. nutritionist and all sorts to, to help get me back on track. I just finished a long soccer season and then stopped due to injuries. And so I have not been moving and I desperately need to get back into that. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got that taken care of. So I think I'd, I'd say that fitness, nutrition. All right, cool. So that's the one that's getting the most attention because it's the one that needs to move the needle on. All right, yeah. good. Love it. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate having you today. This has been great. Um, and if there's anything we can do for you, our audience loves to help. What's a big ask or a big need you might need right now? Find some content of mine and share it. I, I don't have a big need other than to help as many people as I can. So uh, yeah, if you find something of mine, search for my name online. I have hundreds of pieces of content out there and um, feel free to share it and, and let people know that I'm here to help. All right, cool, man. I really love it. Hey, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate having you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. All right.